Thank you for listening in to this week's sermon from Restoration Church Bryan. To learn more about Restoration, you can find us online at restorationbryan.com. We are so grateful for all those who are able to listen online, and we pray the message encourages you and challenges you as you draw closer to Jesus. If you are not already connected to a local church, we would love to invite you to join us for worship. If you are listening from another city, we pray that this message is a great supplement to your walk with Christ, and our hope is that you would have a gospel-centered local church that you call home. Thanks again for listening. Well, good morning. Okay, y'all are going to have to wake up. <laughs> good morning. Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for us uh, in just a moment. Um, I uh, would ask that uh, uh, y'all, y'all bear with me. We, uh, I, I set out to put together some, some uh, prayer points this week. Uh, but I ended up pretty much writing a sermon because I, I, I just, anytime I vacation for a couple of weeks, I come back with a lot to say. <laughs> um, but uh, let me let me pray, uh, and and then I'll kind of walk through what what our our service will will look like this morning. It's going to kind of be a, a a bit of a hybrid worship uh, service where I'll preach and teach some, and then we're going to take some moments for prayer. Uh, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll end and, and worship a time of worship and, and response this morning. But I'm excited to to dig into this uh, this portion of John chapter 17. So y'all y'all pray with me, uh, Lord. We uh, we come before you, and we are we are grateful for um, who you are, Jesus. Uh, uh, you you are uh, never changing. Uh, the the big fancy theological term that that we use is immutable, um, and and God in the midst of of a world that is is all over the place, and God when we're all over the place, Jesus, we we thank you that that you you never change. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, your word is still true. Your authority still stands over heaven and earth and all things. Um, and you're, Jesus, you're still Savior and you're still Lord. Uh, and so we, we just acknowledge and we confess that this morning. And so, um, Lord, as, as we open up your word, uh, we pray that you would give us uh, ears to hear, give give us eyes to see, and and the hearts to respond. God, get me out of the way, Lord. I I, I just um, I just confess, Lord. I, I I rest and lean on the authority of Your Word. I lean on the gospel, um, and and God, we we trust in You, and and not in our own understanding. So have Your way this morning, um, and and we pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So if, if you've got your Bibles, John uh, 17, is, is Matt has already read, and, and, and again, we're going to have a, a little bit of, of a hybrid service this morning, uh, uh, preaching, uh, because I, again, I can't like come back and not preach, because it's just... Uh, even even hanging out in the mountains of Montana, it's like sermons are just kind of like welling up in me, and I have to hold them in, and then and then come back, and, and y'all get y'all y'all get to hear them. So, um, prayer because uh, today we want to collectively 
seek the, the heart and the will of God together as a community of believers. And, and, and we do want to take some time in our service just to collectively lift our, our voices up, up to the Lord. Um, and and, and uh, I, I've said this before, we will we'll continue to say it as we do these prayer services. Um, we, we realize that on Sunday mornings, um, granted, most of our, our CB family is not here, uh, but we, we have our CB members, we have attenders, we have guests, and even those who are seeking, but not yet in relationship with Jesus. Uh, so we want there to be freedom when it comes to our time of prayer. Uh, and so as we guide, uh, as, as, as I guide uh, the congregation through John 17 this morning, um, where we invite you, uh, I'm going to invite you to, to really root your prayer in, in these verses in John 17 um, and, and, and feel free um, and, 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 and what I'm going to do is I'll, um, I'll exposit, I'll, I'll teach a, a couple of verses and then we'll pray and then I'll move on to the next few verses and then we'll pray. But feel free, you can pray out loud, um, you can pray with a spouse or, or with, uh, with a friend. Friend uh, who who came with you, you can pray silently right where you are, uh, or you don't have to pray at all. In fact, if if you're here and you say I'm just kind of a seeker, I'm seeking truth. I don't really know if I believe in Jesus. Um, I would, uh, you know, we 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 said this before, but I, I would invite you just just to observe the prayers of the church. Just sit back and 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 soak in the prayers of of the church. Um, and, and so our only hope is that we, we kind of keep our, our focus and our prayer rooted in John 17 uh, this morning. So we, we believe there's great power in, in praying uh, God's word and praying scripture back to the Lord. Um, and so again, families, uh, I know we've, we've got RCB kids rocking for our uh, little up to, up to PK, I think uh, nursery through, through five, but I know we've got some kiddos in the service. Uh, again, there's not an expectation that your children will pray quietly. Uh, if they do, please send them over to my house to instruct my children in how to pray quietly. Um, love you guys. Uh, kids can pray with their parents uh, or, or they, can, they can work on their RCB Kids activity pages. Uh, but again, our, our text this morning is in John 17, so I'd ask you to turn there um, and, uh, and, and, and I want to, I want to just re, I'm going to reread it, uh, to let, uh, to let these, uh, these, these verses just kind of wash over us again, John 17, and, and I'll unpack a little bit of context, but John 17 says this verse 13, but now Jesus says, I'm coming to you and these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Verse 14, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but rather but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. And verse 17 says this, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. Our our first prayer point this morning, and, and, and you may see it up on the screen in, in a moment, we're going to pray for uh, joy. We're going to pray, we're, we're going to have a time of prayer for our joy. Can I, can I just get an amen on that? 
Man, we, we, we need collectively, the, the, the body of Christ needs a, a healthy dose of joy. Uh, the context of John 17, uh, this is Jesus' high priestly prayer for his disciples. But not, not just for his disciples. We see this in verse 20. This is a, this is a prayer for us. It's a prayer for you. It's, it's a prayer for me, for everyone who would follow and place their faith in Jesus and trust in Jesus to save them from their sin, uh, who would put their hope in him alone for eternal life, uh, for those who would commit their lives to following him. Um, and it's interesting because chapter 17 is set up by the end of John 16 and uh, you look at the, the, the final verse of John 16, and verse 33 says this. Jesus said, I have said these things so that to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And so Jesus is talking about peace during tribulation. You say, well, how? Like, what, like, what is this supposed to look like? How do we have this? Uh, and, and the answer is, is because our, how we have this peace in the midst of tribulation is because the promises of God's word are always bigger than our biggest fear and foe. Amen, church? The promises of God's word are always bigger than our biggest fears and foes. Jesus has overcome the world. And, and, and apparently, the American church has forgotten this. Apparently, the American church has forgotten this. And we're, we're allowing our joy to be stolen right now. We're allowing our, our joy to be hijacked by the media and hijacked by, by fear-mongering and by the culture and even by one another as, as we almost knocked my fist bumper sign off. Uh, we're allowing our, fear, you know, the, our, our joy to be hijacked even by one another as we draw up sides and we, we sit in our, in our anger, in our self-righteousness, in our judgment. In, in verse 1 of chapter 17, is, is, it's, it's important. Because Jesus said, it says, when Jesus had spoken these words, and you say, well, well what, what words? The words of chapter 16, which had ended in a, this declaration of peace, but also a definitive word of Christ's authority. Amen? I don't know if y'all hear me this morning. Chapter 16 ended in not only this declaration of peace, but also this declaration of Christ's definitive authority over all things. Amen? We call this Jesus' high priestly prayer because uh, only the high priest could intercede for the people of God. And Jesus has already established in John 14, 6, he said, where he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one, no one comes to the Father but through me. But it's interesting, at the, in, in verse 13, he says that, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Do you know, Christian, that is God's heart for you? Is that, is that, his joy would be fulfilled in, in your, your life and in your heart. 
Church, where, where is our joy? Where, where is, Christian, where is your joy right now? We, when, when we walk with our small group leaders at Restoration through real-life discipleship, we, we talk about this concept of there's God's part, there's your part, and there's other people's part, right? Um, think about where so much of your frustration lies right now. Think about where so much of your anger and animosity lies. There's, there's God's part, there's your part, and there's others' part. See, we've got to crucify our God complex um, that, one, we're in control, right? We've got to crucify that. And two, we've got to crucify that we can change others or that we can play the, the role of the Holy Spirit in others' lives. There, see, it's leading to this vacuum of joy in the church. Like there is this joylessness that is permeating the church right now. Um, and it's a sure sign that God's word is getting lost in, in all the noise. Uh, and, and so when Jesus says, have my joy fulfilled, right? That word in the Greek means to provide for by supplying a complete amount, right? See, if there was a show of hands, I was like, how many of you feel like you got a, a complete amount of joy right now? Uh, we might have a hand or two go up, right? Um, and, and, and here's what that's, t- see, joy, listen, joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit, it's not something, it's not something that, that we manufacture. It's not something that you can manufacture. Uh, rather, it's a work that God does in, in your heart, Christian, as you allow his promises to wash over you. It's a work that only God can do. And so, um, church, joy, listen, joy is how Paul and Silas worshipped during their imprisonment. Enjoy is how you can forge praise through the fire as well. See, ha- see, happiness, happiness is what Americans are after. Joy is what the church is after. One's rooted in circumstances, the other's rooted in Christ. Let me say that one more time. See, happiness is what Americans are after. Joy is what Christians are after. One is rooted in circumstances. The other is rooted in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Church, where is our joy? Where's our joy? I, I Listen, I get it. Like, all the things, like, I, I'm feeling it too. Like, I, I'm... I'm frustrated, right? I'm tired of all the fighting. I'm tired of all the politics. Social media is so toxic right now. The, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of the humanistic, worldly ideology. I'm tired of seeing all the hate and the vitriol and the animosity. I'm tired of the biting and devouring. And like, I'm just talking about Christians. I'm just talking about Christians. <laughs> I'm not even talking about the world. At some point, a joyful remnant has to stand up. And, and, and I'm, not, I'm not talking about slappy, happy, clappy Christianity, right? I'm not talking about the fake stuff. I, I, I'm talking about Christ followers who run against the grain of culture and are characterized by this delight and this pleasure that is not found in this world. Amen? 
That's what I'm talking about. Church, can, can we cry out for this today? I want to I enter into a time of prayer for just a few moments. I'm going to pray, and then I invite you to pray right where you are. You can pray out loud. You can pray with a friend. But can we ask God to give us a, a joy that we cannot produce in our own strength? Like a, a, a joy. Can we can we rattle heaven this morning and c- confess to God that we are falling short of of manifesting this fruit that He has called us to bear out in our lives? So this morning, um, I want to I want to invite you to bow your heads, close your eyes, and and, and I want to I want to pray I want to pray for joy, Lord God. Give us joy. Lord God, give us a, a, a joy that, that causes the, the world to, to take note. <laughs> that, is, that is just so otherworldly and so different that the world would, in, in the midst of, of the chaos, that the world would see in the church a, a pleasure and, and a, a delight that just makes no sense because it is not rooted in the things of the world, but it is rooted in the promises of God. It is rooted, our joy is rooted in the person in the work of Jesus Christ. Oh God, give us a joy. Lord, give us a an abounding joy. Drive us, drive us back to a hope in you, a hope in your word. Lord, drive us beyond just getting caught up in all all the noise around us and all the the anger and vitriol and uh, just the the mess that that we're um, that we are allowing ourselves to get sucked into that is is stealing our joy god forgive us lord give us joy
The second prayer point that I want to cover is is found in, in verses 14 and, and 15. Uh, and it, it's uh, I want to take some time this morning uh, to pray for perseverance and for protection. Uh, verse 14 says, I've given them your word. The world has hated them because you, they are not of the world, just as I'm not of the world. Verse 15, I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but you, that you keep them from the evil one. Uh, so this morning, as is, is, is we gear up to pray for God's uh, for God to preserve and to protect us, uh, listen, it is, it is a, a bit eerie how, how quickly and willingly the church uh, has, has been to adopt the, the language, uh, the, the position, the posture, and the priorities of the culture. Uh, just, just this week, I, I, I got an email from an organiza- a Christian organization that said churches need to look at themselves as right now as, as co-equal partners with civic and government entities. What? <laughs> Listen, um, church, we are not of this world, amen? And yes, Romans 13 uh, we preached this back in March and April. We honor the governing authorities. Absolutely, that is scriptural. But but listen, in California, I, I, I wouldn't be a co-equal partner with a human authority banning worship in my church. In, in New York, I wouldn't be a co-equal partner with a government that allowed a group of protesters to barge into a, a worship service and bully and shout down worshipers. Like, we, we are not of this world, amen? Like, we're not of this world. Verse, verse 15 says, I, I don't ask that you take them out of the world, but you keep them from the evil one. So that it, they listen, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that we, we hide. It, it doesn't mean that we abandon our post as, as salt and light. It doesn't mean that we, that we uh, become separatists. Uh, no, we, we persevere. We, we point to the truth of Jesus Christ crucified and raised uh, because we as, as you see at the very beginning of verse 14 we've been given the word we have been entrusted with the word of God and so we point first and foremost to the truth of Jesus amen we point first and foremost to the truth of Jesus you you point first and foremost to Jesus uh, in the truth that you have in him, not not to your face mask truth, not to your political truth, not to your truth on the the latest hot topic on social media. In fact, listen, if if the world is affirming everything that you're saying right now, you're probably not pointing others to Jesus. Okay. Church, we must pray for perseverance right now and we and we must pray for protection the text says the text says that he will that that you keep them from the evil one and in this Jesus listen 
what is in view is not just physical protection, right? Jesus doesn't just physically uh, keep us. He must spiritually protect us as well from the context of the passage, from the attacks of the enemy, from Satan, from uh, our own flesh, from your own flesh, and from losing heart. Uh, listen, I loved Matt's quote at the end of his sermon last week. I thought he did a great job. He said this as he closed his sermon. He said, if you want to show your ultimate love for others, here, here like crazy thought, share the message of Jesus, right? If you want to show, there's a lot of talk about showing love for others right now. There's a lot of talk about loving your neighbor. Well, you want to show your ultimate love for someone? Share the message of Jesus. Listen, like, of course we need to practice wisdom right now. Like this, this virus is, it is real. And it, like, if you're like, it's not real, like take off the tinfoil hat. It's, it's real. Okay. Um, but listen, you can fit, hear my heart, love you, but you can physically protect the health of others by not getting them sick for decades to come. And they could die in their sin and spend an eternity in hell. Or you could share Jesus. And if that, if that hits you the wrong way this morning, ask this question. When's the last time you clearly shared the gospel with someone? See, we need to be far more concerned about our spiritual protection and far less concerned about our physical protection. But this is, see, this is where our, our American idols of comfort and security and health are colliding with God's call to give our lives away for the sake of the gospel. And don't, listen, don't hear what I'm not saying. This is, this is not a call to recklessness. This is not a call to flippancy. But it is a call to to the perseverance of the saints in the midst of a season where we are losing our biblical voice and perspective. And I'm not talking about cherry-picking Scripture to fit an ideology that mimics culture. I'm talking about a holistic, gospel-centered focus on how, how Jesus is the answer to everything that is going on because only Jesus can rescue people from sin and eternal death. So church... As we, as we enter into this time of prayer, let's pray that the Lord will keep us, that He will preserve His church, that He will spiritually and physically protect His church. Uh, and listen, I, I'm, not, uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying, you know, we, we don't have to get full-blown Pentecostal up in here, but I, I want to remind you all that this, this space, like, you can pray out loud, right? Like, it, it, it actually could give the kids a, like a little opportunity to like let out all the quiet they've you know they've they've been so good for the last 10 15 minutes so um we can pray out loud we we can we can cry out to god you can lift up your voice or not um just know we can get a little charismatic up in this joint today okay um let me let me pray and let's let's pray that the lord will keep us 
Father, we, we, we do, um, as, as, as this, this word washes over us, Lord, you, we just acknowledge and confess, God, we know we've been given your word. We know that we are not a door. We know that if we're doing what we're supposed to do, ultimately, um, there, there, there's going to be um, elements, if not, the, the entire world system will come against us and hate us because we are pointing the world to Jesus and steering them away from self and, and, and away from humanism and away from self-reliance and away from self-glory and glory to man. But God, we, we also just, we, we confess as we read this passage, you, you said um, you, you, um, you don't take us out of the world, um, but as we're in the world, God, you, you keep us. We, we are asking that you keep us, that you would preserve us, that, that you would protect us in so many ways. God, protect our, our gospel voice. Protect our gospel witness. Protect our uh, fidelity to the word of God. Oh God, preserve your church and protect us. We ask in Jesus' name. The third and, and final prayer point this morning that um, 
I want to cover is just a prayer. We, we want to pray for sanctification by the word. Uh, verse 16 and 17 says, They are not of the world. Uh, 16 through 18, they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. And as you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And so we want to pray in a moment just that the Lord would would sanctify us by the word. Verse 17 uh, reveals that the church is to, to be sanctified by the truth. And, and, and to sanctify in the Greek, it's, it's this idea of uh, to be to be it just means to be set apart, to to uh, be to make holy. Uh, restoration, fam. God, God is far more, far more concerned with our holiness than He is our happiness. Amen. He is far more concerned with your holiness than He is your happiness. So, so what is the defining thing that sets us apart? Jesus is clear. It is our commitment to abide in the word of God. It is our commitment to abide in the word of God. See, wherever you see the church slipping on a historical, grammatical, literal approach to interpreting scripture, you will see this plunge into cultural relativism. Wherever you see the, the church, wherever you see the doctrine of scriptural inspiration and inerrancy neglected, you will see the whims and the judgment of man uh, presiding over the word of God. And wherever you see the authority of Scripture uh, neglected and, and subjugated, hear me, to the church or to the culture, uh, Give it time, chaos will ensue. And so Christian, you are, you are set apart by the word of God. Amen? Like what sets you apart from the world is, is the word of God. Uh, not, not your favorite author. <laughs> not your by your ideology, not by your understanding of sociology, not by your political camp, not by your feelings or preferences either. If, if, you, if you look around on social media right now, everyone has an article, like everybody has a book, Everybody has an expert. Everybody, like, watch this video testimonial. Everybody has a story to back up their opinion, to back up their stance, to back up their ideology. But what about the Word of God? We are not leading, hear me, we're not leading with Scripture. We are twisting Scripture to fit our, our view. And it's why in the midst of all the noise, the church is losing its gospel witness. See, Jesus says, just as he was sent, so are we. We see in John 1.14 that, that Jesus was the embodiment of grace and truth. So it can be done, right? This whole grace and truth thing, it can be done. Uh, but if, he's, if he perfectly incarnated grace and truth, guess what? Guess what we're called to do? Guess who we're called to be? Where, where is the church's sense of mission right now? I'm just going to let that sit for a minute. 
Where is the church's sense of mission right now? What, like, what are we doing? See, there's, there's, there's like, a, like a car with lots of features that doesn't run. <laughs> the American church is in the garage and everybody wants to talk about like all the, these different features, but we're not running to people with a message that Jesus saves people from their sin. <laughs> Have we forgotten that we are all on equal ground when it comes to our depravity, our inability to merit God's favor due to our sinful hearts. We are all in desperate need of Jesus. All of us. Church family, the mission is to preach the gospel. Start with yourself, okay? You're like, yeah, y'all all need the God. No, no, no. <laughs> Start with yourself and then work from the inside out. Never forget that the mission is to know Jesus and to make Jesus known. That's the mission. It's the mission of the church. It's to make disciples. Missions being hijacked. It's to know Jesus. It's to make him known through disciple making this morning. Pray, pray, church family, that God would set you apart um, by his word. Cry out that, that, that God would, let's cry out that God would give us a renewed hunger for scripture. And, and, and I think we all need a healthy dose of conviction on that. Think about how much you've read over the last seven days. Think about how much you've soaked in articles, blogs, online. And think about how much you have been reading God's word. Ask that the spirit of God give you a scriptural grid by which to filter every piece of information that you're being bombarded with every day. Pray that you don't get swept up into this sea of humanistic relativism that is sweeping across the church. Pray that your heart doesn't get to the place of Pilate who, who standing before the embodiment of truth, right? Because that's, we have the embodiment of truth in the person of Jesus. And Pilate is standing before him and he, and he goes, man, what is truth? Is he's eyeball to eyeball with Jesus Christ. Church, God's word is truth. Church, Jesus Christ is, is truth. Let's, let's pray God, sanctify us. Set us apart in your word. Y'all bow your heads and close your eyes with me. Lord, we confess that we are getting swept up. We are getting swept up by the noise. We are getting distracted from your word.
we are buying into the lie that, that we can be set apart by, by something other than the word of God. And uh, Lord, Father, we, we confess that. We repent of that. God, bring us back to this place of abiding in your word. Bring us back to the authority of Scripture over all other things. God, forgive us when we, when we allow all this outside things, these ideologies and sociology and psychology and politics and to, to inform what your word says. No, 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 no. Your, your word stands in authority over all those things. God, forgive us. Lord, bring us back. God, sanctify us. Set us apart in holiness through your scriptures. Set us apart, Jesus, through your words, through the gospel. God, give us a hunger for your word. I pray in Jesus' name. Lord God, in a world where, where chaos abounds, Jesus, we just confess again that you are good. And in a world where um, there's just so much anger and, and division right now, Jesus, we, we just confess uh, that you are peace. 
You're the only hope of peace. God, we need you. God, I pray that I pray that the church uh, would would rise up and and that we would be the ambassadors of of reconciliation and and redemption and restoration that you've called us to be. I pray that uh, we we would be rooted in your word. I pray for a renewed sense of, of mission. And I pray for a, a renewed joy. God, I pray that you would go before us as we leave this place. And I pray that we would be wholly just dependent upon, upon you. To, to move and, and work out what, what we cannot. Jesus, we love you. Our, our hope is in you. Jesus, thank you for the cross. Jesus, thank you for your sacrificial death that covers and atones for sin. Jesus, thank you for your glorious resurrection that gives us a hope of not only eternal life, but of, of, of embodying and, and living out the, this abundant life that you've called us to. Oh God, work in our hearts. Move in our church, move in our city, move in our nation and move in our world. We will give you all the glory. Pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I want to invite you to stand. I'm going to go ahead and call Sarah Grace and the team to come back up and have Caleb come and grab the the podium. Um, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And I know for a fact that this is the Bogus's life verse <laughs> says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your, your paths. Church, do we need that word this morning? Amen. <laughs> y'all, y'all stand this morning. We're going to worship. Go ahead, Matt. I, um, we need to trust the Lord. We need to trust Jesus. Uh, our, our, I want to have a time of, of response as Sarah Grace and, and these ladies lead us. Um, hey, here, here's the deal. Um, you want to trust God? First thing is, is, is this. Trust in the provision that he's made in Jesus Christ. Um, everything else flows from trusting Jesus. Heart change leads to home change leads to church change, leads to systemic change. Let's trust Jesus. Amen. Y'all worship with us this morning.